Today on Ovias and Gilio, we hang out with one of the great personalities in the Carolina Hurricanes locker room, Seth Jarvis. We had fun, mostly. We'll explain where Gilio didn't have fun a little bit later on. Speaking of things that are not fun, the Carolina Panthers are not fun. Bless that mess. Can it be fixed? And how? Shout out to Wings Over, Raleigh, Chapel Hill, and Greenville. They're open for lunch on Hillsborough Street. They got free parking on Hillsborough Street, which is a premium. But most importantly, they got great wings. Shout out to the hot lemon pepper. And for Gilio, that sweet Thai chili. You're going to find a flavor that you love at Wings Over. We thank them for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. We also thank you for following Ovias and Gilio on your favorite podcast platform. Shout out to everybody who's subscribed on YouTube. And shout out to everybody who's purchased something from breakingtea.com slash OG. If you haven't picked up a shirt yet, it's not too late and not to tip too much of our hand, but we might have a new design on the way. OG. 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 Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Obius. Thanks to Empire Properties. We're in the Eford Studios in downtown Raleigh. And thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. As you're getting close to the end of the year, you're probably thinking and reassessing how things went for your small to medium-sized business throughout this year. Are we in quarter four now? You're the business guy. Sure. Are we in quarter four? <laughs> I don't know. These are things I don't think about. You, I task you with thinking about okay. these things. Perfect. Okay. We're getting to the finish line. Yes. Thank you. So as you're getting to the finish line, you're thinking about what could I have done better? One easy solution is print management, document management, and Copiers Plus can handle that for you. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I didn't realize this until driving into the studio this morning, kind of taking an assessment of where we are in the NFL after four weeks, not related to the Carolina Panthers, Okay, which we'll talk to Julian Council from Locked On Panthers in a little bit. I can't think of... I cannot think of a league that's been run by brothers in the NFL. Like when you think NFL and you think brothers, you think the Mannings, right? Yes. Got the Manning cast and everything else. Do you know who's come along to kind of take their corners? The Kelsey brothers. Against all odds. A center and a tight end. Of all things, quarterbacks are the easy sell. Peyton Manning, super funny. Eli through the Manning cast, we've also come to find out. Sneaky funny, right? But the Kelsey brothers, man, are dominating all things NFL coverage right now. And their New Heights podcast is is blowing up. It was already a popular podcast before Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. And then now Jason Kelsey is also part of a football play that people are losing their minds over in the brotherly shove. Micah Parsons uh, called it a cheat code of the Dallas Cowboys. He called it a cheat code. I can see where he's coming from on that because when you got the offensive line that the Eagles have, it makes it work. People act as though you just, it's just rugby scrum. Anybody can do it. No, not everybody can do it. Three teams other than the Eagles tried it over the weekend. All three failed. And the giants actually had three players hurt on Monday night while they tried to do a that touch for the giants. It yes. really does. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know guys, maybe Daniel Jones getting sacked 10 times on a Monday night, which is an NFL record would lead you to believe that maybe we don't have the offensive line to make this work, or we don't practice this enough to make it work because as the football nerds would tell you, they didn't have the three offensive linemen they need in position to make that sort of thing work. Whereas the Eagles, it's money for them. Like it was against Washington in, uh, in their overtime win over the commanders. And you know how it is in the NFL, man. Like you already had people who wanted to get rid of it this off season. 
And now that they're having lots of success and others can't, you know that thing's gone after this season, right? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. I, I don't think it's a football play. All right. Uh, I'm, I was never a big fan of linemen coming in late and, and hitting people the way that they are now. This is a recent phenomenon in the last five years. Mm-hmm. This is also someone I, I, I waited my whole radio career to do this. Uh, <laughs> that's how I got hurt. My oh, really? senior year. Guy comes in 280 pound line. I was 155 pounds my senior year in high school. Yeah. Played cornerback and plays over. I'm standing there. All of a sudden, this gigantic lineman comes in, blasts me, jumps on me, <laughs> breaks my collarbone. Oh, gee. And I'm like, the hell? This is after I scored a touchdown yeah, the yeah, previous yeah. series. And I'm like, what is this all about? Mm-hmm. So I, every time I see somebody come late to the scrum, like late, obviously different than the, the Bush push here, but when somebody comes late to the scrum, I don't like that. They've, they've incentivized teams to do that. And now this play, this is not a football play. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't, so I don't, I don't it like gone. it. You want it gone. Here's the only I, I, issue I'm, I have I'm, with I'm, it. The only thing I'm torn about is I do enjoy people kind of like the Carolina academic scandal. Where when people go back and go, well, here are your rules. Mm-hmm. I'm playing by your. I'm rules. playing by your rules. Let's let's give a better Carolina example. When Dean Smith was like, "Oh, there's no shot clock." Okay, here's what I'm going to well, do. Well, here are your rules. I am going to I'm going to go by the rules and be and exploit the rules to my advantage. So I I do appreciate that. But in general, I look at it and I go, "That's not really a football play." Was it? Was it John Harbaugh who got mad at Bill Belichick because he did another one of those? These are the rules and I'm utilizing the rules as it related to eligible receivers. Yes. Putting people out and realizing that that person's covered and not eligible to be a receiver. But you'd have to do like some super quick math to figure that out. You you would have to do that. But I'm not going to fault Bill. And it's funny. I had a I had one of our listeners respond to something that we were talking about earlier in the week when it comes to basic stuff. And we treat Bill Belichick as this football genius because he does things that would seem pretty basic, like clock management or game situations. What do you do here? Or having somebody, and I remember a GQ article about Bill Belichick several years ago where he had a like a super secret guy on staff that nobody really knew what his deal was, just that he was Bill Belichick's guy. And his entire job was to pour over the NFL rule book and find nooks and crannies to exploit, which then gets other coaches upset. And to your point, I... I agree in that it's not quite a football play, but the rules are the rules and they're utilizing it. The only instance where I would nod my head in agreement about where we are with the brotherly shove is actually coming from Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was like, well, wait a minute. We've actually put rules in place that have made it so that you can't push defenders into the scrum. You can't push defenders into special team situations like field goal blocking and whatnot. But now when it benefits the offense, we're cool with this now. Is that is that what we have to get at? Now, I would point back out to Richard Sherman in the history of the NFL and its modern era. Everything they've done is to benefit offense because ultimately that's what gets people to watch. They don't want to watch nine, six football games. They want to see action. They want to see first downs. They want to see touchdowns. You like to joke about 2020. How can we get people to watch? No rules. <laughs> Just no points. Unless you murder somebody on television. Holding what's holding. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Give me some points. Pass interference. Eh. So be it. 
So I, in a way, I commend the Eagles for doing this. And as I illustrated before, just because they can do it doesn't mean that everybody can do it. And sometimes in the cases of the New York Giants, they're getting dudes hurt because they're doing it wrong. So I'm not going to fault the Eagles. The Giants are so bad. I know, they're terrible. Remember remember you were on the Brian Dable thing? I know, man. They're terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. It's bad. I don't care who you are. This might be the definitive proof for anyone who needed it. Yeah. If your offensive line stinks, there's, there's no out coaching that. There's no scheming around that. Although CJ Stroud High would be quick to tell you that the Houston Texans also have a terrible offensive line and Stroud seems to be working just fine in those circumstances. This is in relation to what's going on with Bryce Young. The other thing about the Kelsey's is you got Travis Kelsey, right? And Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and he dropped a Mr. Pfizer on Travis Kelsey. Uh oh. Travis Kelsey got dudes going through their fields, man. Okay. Like, I honestly think Aaron Rodgers is jealous of I was the attention. Say, I, I missed this. What happened? So, uh, well, hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull up the, uh, let me pull up Rich Samini's tweet real quick while we're doing this so I can give oh, you the wow. highlights. You're right. Rich Samini now covers Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, yeah. what, what does the Jets guy care about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So here's Rich Samini. Let me uh, go ahead and pull this up on StreamYard if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, sorry, bear with me as we do this live to tape. So this was uh, Samini who uh, watched Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. He says, well, he's well ahead of normal protocols for an Achilles injury and sounded confident that he can return quicker than outside expectations revealed. He is also, uh, he also has a, an ankle issue Refer to Travis Kelsey as Mr. Pfizer, which is now trending. Cause remember Travis Kelsey is doing a commercial where he's promoting a double shot, get your flu shot, get your COVID shot. Now the irony here is that who does Aaron Rodgers accept checks from uh, Johnson and Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I just, the, the lack of self-awareness from Aaron Rodgers sometimes is amusing. He probably doesn't know that. I mean, Oh, come on. He absolutely does know that. He just doesn't <laughs> want to talk about it. The next time he goes on with Joe Rogan, I would love to know. I'm like, so all these medical things that are helping you get back to the field sooner than later, is that cool? Or is it the dolphin sex sounds that's making you and your ankle feel heel. better and your Achilles uh, uh, heel? Anyway, instead, it was disappointing. This is the part that actually upset me the Pfizer stuff whatever he's just clowning Travis Kelsey I know they're boys that doesn't bother me it was quote disappointing that the message delivered to the team Saturday night got leaked to the media he said he has to tighten the ship up said he's proud of Zach Wilson though so here's the thing disappointed that the message is getting out there but where are you right now Aaron what have you been doing the last couple of weeks while you've been on the recovery bed talking to Pat McAfee and telling him what you think is going on behind the scenes and opining about how oh, I don't want to see those people, John, on the sideline. I don't like to see this. We got to tighten up the ship. I, I would love to ask a New York Jets player from Hard Knocks that we're like, we got Aaron Rodgers. If a couple of weeks into the season and they're seeing him on Pat McAfee and just having all these opinions and double talk and everything else, if they all go, oh, so that's what this guy was talking. That's what this guy's about, huh? Interesting. I love that he's ahead of schedule. I know it's good stuff. Anyway, the last point about Kelsey though, the Taylor Swift thing has gotten to comical levels in that comical levels, not in that the NFL social media accounts are making Swift references or whatever. And the broadcasts are giving you a bunch of Taylor Swift. The part that's cracking me up is the football people who are absolutely going through it. That wait, there's something bigger than the NFL. Oh no. How do I process this as though the NFL hasn't been about ancillary bullshit for 
decades, and that's how they get to be the most popular sport. The NFL was so worried about losing eyeballs over the halftime show in the Super Bowl. Do you remember the last halftime show before we got into the Super Bowl modern era halftime show that we see today in the late 90s or in the early 90s? Do you remember the last one before the big turnaround? I do not. Was it a Disney theme? Of it some was sort? a Disney production. It was like Winter Wonderland and it had Gloria Stefan and people like actually on a very small. Like a traditional sheet. orange bowl halftime. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's when In Living Color decided to go to swerve on them. And they put on. Popped a big number. Yeah. Huge number. And then yeah. people didn't come back. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that was also at a time where every Super Bowl was a blowout. There was that too. Yeah. And people didn't come back because, hey, why am I going to watch this? I, I, I changed the channel. So you know what they did the next year? They got Michael freaking Jackson. Okay. Michael freaking Jackson. And it had huge numbers and they never went back. So the NFL's always been really good about seeing what's going on in the pop culture world and trying to use it to better, to better their demographics. And the ratings are up because of Taylor Swift. It's hilarious. And yes, when you do... Are the ratings up? Ratings are up. Oh, the Sunday night game. The ratings are up because it's the second most watched since the Super Bowl or something like that. I forgot exactly what the number was, but it is something ridiculous like that. And engagement on a lot of stuff is up too. So it's pretty funny. Serious question. By all means. Does anybody watch normal TV? In what sense? Like... The ratings for the football game are up, but like, do you watch something that's no. not on? Uh, like, do you watch a television show? No. On normal television? No, I do not. Do you like even my parents? Like, I'll see my parents are 80. Yeah. They're still of the flavor of they turn the TV on in the morning. Okay. And they'll watch whatever the morning show is. Right. And it just, they just have it on in the background. Sure. Like, I still think they might even watch something. Like on CBS, like a like a the Good Doctor or something like that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like it used to be, you you turned on your TV. You had cable. You turned on your TV. You flipped around until you found something that you wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you the last time I just watched something on television, other than sports. So if the ratings are quote unquote up, yeah, like what are we talking about in reality here? I'm not, I don't know if I'm following. If, if nobody watches TV and the only thing that gets watched is a live sporting event, specifically NFL <laughs> and college football, then what's specific- really up. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, well, cause think, nobody watches TV. I think it's, I think it's relative to what is up. I think on a Sunday night, your normal routine for mm-hmm. most, and now you like to tell me not everyone's into sports. Mm-hmm. I do think people watch the Sunday night game. I do think people watch the Sunday like four o'clock game. Oh, clearly. I think you sit down. Those are the two things that you actually watch. I think the important distinction here is that the NFL is not like other sports. The NFL, as I was illustrating, has done an incredible job of finding the things to get them into the popular consciousness, okay? And making it part of the fabric of American pop culture that no other sport in the modern era has been able to do. So I commend the NFL for that. That's why I crack up that these supposed NFL people who are up in arms about Taylor Swift coverage don't see it for what it is. The NFL co-opting to get to the casuals. The NFL's entire business model is based on getting casuals. That's how they get the numbers they get because you're part about routine. The other part about routine is the NFL is intrinsically built into a weekly show type format. Once is it, 60 minutes even, even on anymore? Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I, I just remember as a kid. It is. It is. I mean, the, the, the national news is on still, too. Okay. I mean, the, the problem is... That, anybody watches national news? No. I mean, but that's also splintered. Like, yeah, that's it's super splintered. It's super splintered. I can't even tell you who the national anchors are. Um, I think what David Muir is If you the put guy a at gun to my head right now, I would not be able to name one national anchor on ABC, CBS, <laughs> or NBC. Really? If you were no to problem. tell me right now, hey, I could wipe out all of your credit card debt. Yeah. If you could name the three anchors on ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yeah. I would be like Peter Jennings, Dan <laughs> Rather. <laughs> I was a Peter Jennings guy, but like <laughs> Brokaw. Brian Williams, Tom Brokaw. Oh, yeah, Tom Brokaw. Right? Like nothing. I would draw a complete blank. Now I'm trying to remember the guy on NBC. <laughs> I'm saying, can you name? I don't know who the CBS guy is. I don't know who the CBS guy is. I forgot who the NBC guy is, and I know who the ABC guy is. So that's who, about it. Who is the ABC? David guy? Muir is the guy. Okay. Mainly because the only reason why I know it's David Muir is because I usually am in the habit of watching Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune in the background. I do watch Jeopardy. Like that's background. Stuff. I do watch Jeopardy. So that's why I know who it is. So there's your one. There you go. Yeah. You know, Ken Jennings is doing that now, right? Is he permanent? Uh, no, I think there's like a rotating. Still with the rota. I think there's a. I think there's a rotating cast when it uh, when it comes to that. Regardless, to answer your question about the ratings, the NFL is unique from other sports. College football is close behind it in terms of getting people to watch in large numbers. But I think the way people consume television comes from the form of how you receive it. Like I watch television on Hulu Live. Hulu Live knows what you watch. So right. When I, you when don't I log, flip. No, you don't flip. So when you log on to Hulu Live. It tells you all the shows that Here's you the golf watch. that you just watched. Right. Here, like, would you like to watch the second round? It's like, hello, based on your geolocation and your history, I see that you like triangle football. So if there happens to be North Carolina, NC State, or Duke playing, it's going to show up. Hey, by right. the way, this game's on right now. And I just click on it. And I'm good to go. It got to the point during Clemson's championship runs a couple of years ago with Trevor Lawrence that would actually record the Clemson games for me because I was watching so much Clemson football back then. So that kind of answers your question of the days of cable and turning on a television and you just have it on in the background. That doesn't happen anymore. It's all active viewing. It's kind of like what we do with the podcast, right? Right. Like you have to like actively seek it out if you actually want to get it rather than the casual discovery of it. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Are you ready for some updated Super Bowl odds, Joe? I am because I'm pretty sure I have the favorite. So the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers are the lone unbeaten teams. Okay. However, they actually are not. The Eagles are not the team with the best odds to win. It actually still is the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they look somewhat pedestrian uh, last time we saw them on Sunday night. That's public money. That's public money. They're plus 550. The 49ers are 550 as well. The Eagles are 650. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have dropped off a cliff yeah, because of what's terrible. going on with Joe Burrow. He's clearly hurt. They're terrible. My He's, fantasy team's terrible because of them. Meanwhile, I think it's hilarious that the... Detroit Lions have now moved up to be the odds-on favorite to win their division. Okay. So that's where Makes we're sense. Eagles. Packers aren't good. Yeah, the Packers aren't good. So and the they Eagles, just the, the Niners, and the Lions are all just overwhelming the Cowboys favorites to win probably the jumped now. up too. I could see that. I could see that. But the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. They're always going to find a way to. They will disappoint you, but they're also a national team. So the AFC favorite is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins number. What's the Dolphins number you got in front of you? Uh, let's see. I actually just. I would assume the that the Dolphins are the ones who've also made I'm a looking at, big jump. I'm looking at Fanduel, by the way. So yeah. uh, Miami Dolphins plus thirteen hundred. That's a pretty good number. 
right behind the Cowboys. If, if you think Tua can yeah, stay on his feet, and finish this year. Which, but no, the the, Dol- the Dolphins have they're exposed. The, the the Buffalo Bills exposed the Dolphins. That's how you stop the Dolphins. You just have to have a really awesome defense, like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that can the get Bills it. who lost to the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Either way. But yeah, Dallas Cowboys are eight plus eight fifty. The Dolphins are plus thirteen hundred. So that's where we are right now on the updated. The official OG ticket is the Niners at eleven to one. So okay. that's All right. pretty good. Speaking of casual TV, uh, it's still it's not too late to nominate us for the WRAL Viewers Choice Awards, Joe, for best podcast. Also, Wings Over. Hey, Wings Over just tweeted out we would love to be your favorite wing spot. Yes. And actually all of our OG sponsors should get some love. So best pizza. Yeah. You want that to be Oakwood. Hey, best insurance. Matt Davis. Is that a category? I'm pretty sure it is. Let's make it one. They got categories for everything. Let's make it Fill one. it out. Yeah. So we would really appreciate it if you just put Ovius Gilio for best podcast and Joe Gilio for best athlete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it. What? The loss. The law. Lo- oh, the what? pain. Oh, what? From our Seth Jarvis fund? The pain. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later on. also want to tell you about the broadside from our friends over at WUNC, North Carolina's Public Radio. It's hosted by award-winning podcast producer Anissa Khalifa. The broadside explores news, history, pop culture stories rooted in the American South. And each week, they go beyond the headlines and explore a single topic that is impacting the region, like dollar stores and their impact on sustainable food access, or the word y'all, how it's quietly conquered the English-speaking world. Broadside is your source for Carolina news and culture stories that might not be on the front page, but definitely deserve a deeper look. So go ahead and follow, listen to new episodes of The Broadside every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. One more housekeeping item. Mm-hmm. We are giving away tickets to the UNC Syracuse game. You have to follow us on the Instagram, though. Yes. What is you our... You have to like it. It's OG Triangle Media on Instagram. Okay. You have to like the post that talks about the North Carolina Syracuse tickets. Okay. I'm actually going to re-up that on Instagram today in one of our stories to take you there. And you can like it. And then of the people who've liked that post, we got a pair of tickets. We have two pairs. We have two pairs. Yeah, we have four tickets to every game. Oh, geez. Okay, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's get on that. We have four tickets to give away to the Campbell game. That's going to be at the OG Golf Classic on Friday. Very exciting. That's exciting. That. But tell people more about where they can get UNC football tickets. You just go to O. Well, you, you can go to goheels.com. Right. I believe the game for Syracuse is sold out. That's all the more reason. And that's why if you want to buy tickets, if you don't win them from us, you can go to CC Geek, the official partner, UNC football. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we picked a pretty good year to partner with UNC football. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree. Love their home schedule and also no issues with their offense or knock on wood, their quarterback. <laughs> so you want to see a team who's run, running hot right now? Yeah. Check them out. Go Heels or at SeatGeek. Also, thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out, myhtr.com. Joe loves really, really simple websites that don't overcomplicate things. And myhtr.com makes it really simple for you to understand, are you buying a house? Are you selling a house? Here's a mortgage calculator. I appreciate and enjoy smart people. Barry Woodard qualifies. Mm-hmm don't get six locations. You don't get 250 agents without being smart and knowing your business. Barry knows the real estate business. Check them out. It's myhtr.com.
Whitaker.com. Protect that number one investment, which is your home. Also, thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Like, do we even need to say anything else? Like, they're smart enough to come up with that. Now, did you have Whitaker and Hamer look over our OG golf tournament like contracts and whatnot? Yeah, Josh will be there. Okay. I'm excited. Just double check. Do we need Josh there to uh, get rules interpretations? <laughs> you know, people are going to be upset. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. We got plenty of prizes, though. I'm not worried about that. Everyone's going to go home happy on Friday. Shouts to Catherine at Sierra Nevada, too, because... We got, we got a lot of good things happening on Friday. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm it should be a lot of fun. It. should be a lot of fun. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Locked On Panthers podcast. He is Julian Council. We have to get away from the Kelsey brothers, absolutely owning all things NFL. You know, the Mannings are jealous. I brought that up at the beginning of the show. The Mannings typically are the brothers that move the needle. The Kelsey brothers with the brotherly shove and Taylor oh. Swift. I mean, here we are, man. It's Kelsey well, the, time. The Mannings have to fight back. They got to get Taylor Swift on the Manning cast to insert <laughs> themselves into the conversation. Maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe that's what the Carolina Panthers can do. They don't play the Chiefs this year, do they? Can they get Taylor Swift to show up in a box? No, they do not. Thank no God. Chiefs. Ah, that's too bad because right now that's the only way you can get anybody to give a shit about the Carolina Panthers. I think that's the thing that is most alarming to me you have the number one pick in the draft a team that gave up a lot to go get him a first year coach that last time i checked is pretty well respected in nfl circles and yet it doesn't even move the needle on national shows that they might have gotten the wrong guy or even possibly the head coach didn't want this guy in the first place had to be sold on it and his actions in coaching bryce young illustrate it even further julian what am i am i taking crazy pills uh, no, but the only time the Carolina Panthers ever mattered is when Cam Newton was the quarterback. Yeah, and that. I always found it interesting when people are like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, he's the face of the franchise. This is a quarterback-driven league. No one cares about a running back. Yes, he's a fantastic player. I loved him being here in Charlotte, but he's now better off being in San Francisco, where he's still not the face of that franchise. That's Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. So that's the only time the Panthers have ever been relevant. Even when they had Steve Smith and Jake DeLome and they were going to the Super Bowl that one year, they were going to the playoffs. Jake DeLome was having MVP conversations going into the season. The Panthers weren't a big national brand. And as soon as Cam, his body started to deteriorate, people stopped paying attention to this team. They started to become awful. And now we're at to this point where, yeah, you, I've heard you talk about it several times. The Bears are a bigger dumpster fire, also in the third yeah. largest market in the country. And that's a little bit more interesting with the stakes with Justin Fields heading into his his year. Really, it's a contract year for mm-hmm. him to where people care more about that than how things are going on here in Carolina with Frank Reich and number one overall pick and Bryce Young. All right, let's talk about messaging going forward. <laughs> yes, they're 0 and 4. <laughs> They're zero and four. Julian. I know Julian is Julian. Julian's seen. He's been in the trenches, man. He's he's seen some things, man. <laughs> you do live that life, man. You and Brownlow uh, live that life. Uh, well, Brownlow, she lives that life as like a fan, and yeah. I question her sanity. At least I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's a valid point. That is a valid point. So here's the thing: at zero and four, the chances of the Carolina Panthers making the playoffs are essentially zero. All right. And yet, rather than admitting this, 
the Panthers seem to be sending a message out that, oh, no, 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 we're we're in it. I mean, we are du- doubling down on Bryce Young, and we're trying to find a top wide receiver as though that wasn't a, a priority this offseason that you could have addressed with some of the cap space that you already had. So it starts with the in report talking about, you know, being in the market for a wide receiver. And then out of the sun, I'm going to present this on uh, on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, from Jordan Schultz, Gridiron, who... I don't know if he was reading direct from a text message, but I thought it was pretty fascinating. The Panthers, according to sources, are in the market, not only for a receiver, but a top-tier one. What this comes down to is twofold. Number one, they know they don't have enough weapons for Bryce Young. But number two, they believe so much in Bryce Young, the Panthers do, GM Scott Fitter, head coach Frank Reich, that they want to go all in, double down this season. The Panthers, according to Double down this season? What do you... There's so much wrong with that clip and where this is getting sourced from. There's so much wrong from it from we got to get we got to get him a top wide receiver. Well, why didn't you think of why didn't you think about that in this offseason? I thought the guys that you got were perfect for what you were trying to do with Bryce Young. All right, well, we're doubling down on this year at 0-4. It almost seems like the, the jig is up, Julian. People can see people can see that they don't have faith in Bryce Young, that there might be buyer's remorse. And rather than wrecking his confidence, they're now trying to get the message out. No, 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 no. There's nothing to see here. We're perfectly cool. Everything is fine when it's actually giving you a Streisand effect. It's not fine. Now I actually have more questions around the Carolina Panthers. I I don't pretend to be one of those like football scheme nerds. I'm I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you what the Panthers are trying to do on offense. I have no idea what they're doing, but it seems pretty clear whenever Bryce Young kills a play that the check is to the flat, which is uh, predictable. As we saw Brady Quinn break down on the broadcast on Sunday afternoon, that loss to the Vikings. And I think it's pretty obvious that when you have a quarterback with 13 years of experience and Andy Dalton, like they did against Seattle, that Frank Reich, who's been in the league for a long time, is going to have a lot more confidence in what he's able to do than a rookie who would have been starting in his third game. So I don't think there's all that much to say about those situations. Like, yeah, duh, you're going to trust the guy who's been for 13 years and seen it all more than you're going to trust the guy who had started two games. So I just, I think people might be making a little bit more of that, but maybe it's possible that Frank Reich wasn't a huge Bryce Young fan. But the whole, oh, we need to be all in on a wide receiver now from the Carolina Panthers is comical considering. It was obvious to anyone that was paying attention and wasn't wearing Carolina black and blue glasses that the wide receiver core was going to be one of the worst in the NFL heading into this season. Just like it was obvious for anyone who pays attention to the team in West Raleigh that their wide receivers are also not going to be good. So I don't know how state fans are confused by that. I don't know how Panther fans are confused by that because it was obvious. DJ Moore was the only good wide receiver that they had. And I don't even look at DJ Moore as a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. And they decided that it would be easier to replace DJ Moore than it would be to replace Brian Burns or Derek Brown, which in theory, I agree with that. Defensive line, way more important than what you have on the outside. But still, you can't leave yourself completely bereft of talent on the outside like they did. Now, to not their credit, but I guess to give them the benefit of the doubt, this was a terrible wide receiver market. When it's people fair. were talking about, hey, go out there, get o- Odell Beckham Jr. 
for what? Just to have the name value? What's he done in Baltimore so far? Well, you had New Hopkins, though. Yes, New Hopkins, who also went on a podcast and said, I don't want to play for a rookie, but apparently wants to play Ryan Tannehill instead. Right. And the Titans were going to give him the most money. The Carolina Panthers were going to give New Hopkins that. When I saw that deal, I wasn't surprised by it. When you saw the deal with Leonard Floyd, who would have been an obvious edge rusher for them, and you saw what he got compared to what they paid Justin Houston, clearly they were never in that market. They weren't trying to spend very big, where it's interesting. You talk about messaging. It felt like going into it that, yes, this is probably a one, two-year rebuild, considering that the first three years of David Tepper as the owner with Matt Rule were completely wasted the last couple of seasons to where you have guys that look like they're ready to compete, like Derek Brown and Brian Burns, and really most of the defense, if you don't count the fact they can't stop the run. But mm-hmm. then offensively, it's a complete turnover, and you're trying to figure out, okay, do you have the right quarterback? Do you have the right guys around him? Which obviously is not the case. It's just funny to me because it's clear that they didn't have the talent. And after three games, because that Rapport report came out before the game against the Vikings, they realized, oh, crap. We have awful receivers. We put Bryce Young in a terrible situation. We have to do something to fix it. I don't know what they can do to fix it because it's a little bit early to make trades anyways in the NFL because trade mm-hmm. deadline's not for another 27 days. But also, who's out there that the Carolina Panthers can bring in? T. Higgins? Yeah, well, that seems like that's something the Cincinnati Bengals are going to drag out until at least March where they're going to probably slap the franchise tag on okay. him. And no, once you get to March, they need to be trying to pay Jamar Chase anyways over him. The reason why I bring that up is because it's pretty clear with the whatever health issue Joe Burrow is dealing with. He's clearly not right. The yeah. Bengals at this rate are not going to make the playoffs. So why would you, ju- and Gilio's upset about this, why would you not just go ahead and start, you know, what, what assets you want to something with T Higgins, but then that gets to the other part. All right. So you want to go get T Higgins. What's that going to cost you? And what do you have? If you're the Carolina is Panthers is even that good. Well, there is that too. He's good. He's better than what they have right now. Yeah, I mean, but but which then gets to the central question. What are you willing? You've already given up the farm to get guys like Bryce Young. Now, what else do you have to give up? Are we involving Brian Burns at this point? No, you had your window with Brian Burns, man. And you decided not to do it. So and then, of course, they gave away the game by not paying him when they had a chance to pay him. So the whole the whole thing is just kind of a mess right now. And to Gilio's point with identity, I don't know what this Carolina Panthers team is supposed to be. At least with Steve Wilson, we knew what it was about. Running the football, talking about bringing the pride back to the Carolinas, protecting the bank. And I mean, it's borderline offensive to me who's actually from Charlotte to have like this Frank Reich, a welcome home story when Steve Wilkes actually is from here, played at, like went to West Charlotte, coached at Johnson C. Smith, like mm-hmm. played it at, like Frank Reich is like from New York, went to Maryland. And yeah, he was here for a little bit. I went to high school with his kids. Cool. Like, come on, man. Like, that was ridiculous. The fact that they tried to sell that as a homecoming story. But the Burns thing, you, you, you traded away Christian McCaffrey, which made sense. Yeah. He's a, he's a fantastic player, but you don't need a running back at that salary, especially if you're going to be that bad. And then as soon as they got rid of him, because people have forgotten this, as soon as they got rid of him, they ran the football pretty doggone well with Chuba Hubbard in Deontay Foreman. You can find running backs. Yes, Christian's different, but you can find running backs. And I just find it comical, the Panther fans, and now hit me up being like, oh, we should have got rid of Christian. Weren't you all the same people? After he got hurt against the Bucks a couple years ago, being like, screw this dude. He's getting paid too much. He's always hurt. Like, you're doing the same thing with J.C. Horn right now. And if J.C. Yeah. Horn leaves and starts being healthy and balls out, you're mm-hmm. like, I can't believe we got rid of J.C. Horn. Our general manager's an idiot. Like, pick a lane, folks. Like, you're asking the Panthers to pick a lane? Can the fans pick one? Like, what do you no. want? No, do you they- want Christian? 
Now you want to trade Brian Burns. So let's just start getting rid of all the good players on the roster. Let's just get rid of Burns at a premium position where, okay, yeah, DJ Johnson, who's yet to play a snap you traded up for, he's going to come in and all of a sudden play at that level. No, uh, Justin Houston hasn't done anything so far. Amari Barno, what's he done? Grosbatos is probably on his way out the door, even though he's looked pretty good so far. See, you don't even have any prospect back there to hope would be good. And you're not in the first round next year. Okay, nope. fine. You trade Brian Burns. You're 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 guessing that the guy that's gonna come in that you draft in the first round. I don't even know who the edge rushers that are coming out of college that people think highly of because I just particularly do not care about the draft as a concept as a whole, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you think that guy's gonna be better than Brian Burns? I just will never understand fans valuing picks over players. You have a proven commodity and you want to go potentially get two picks and then hope that whatever receiver and whatever edge rusher in theory you bring in are gonna be better than what DJ Moore and Brian Burns were here for you in Carolina. And the likelihood of that happening is is less is, is not it's not very likely considering it's hard to find those kind of players you have a two-time pro bowler and then a guy who i think is a lot easier to replace because dj again i think he's just just okay how does bryce young save this thing for himself how does he avoid becoming jamarcus russell and christian ponder and somebody else because that it feels like that's how he's starting his career mm. I don't know. It's it's not his job. It was the Panthers' job to put him in a situation to where he's not running for his life every Sunday. Now, that's not all on them. I don't think anyone right. saw the Iki Aquanu regression, although the draft nerds out there did say that the issue coming in coming to the draft with him was pass protection. Yeah. Uh, he was great when they ran the football last year. The offensive line as a whole was great when they ran the football yes. last year. We didn't really see a ton of drop pack passing, and now this is an offense that wants to do that, as we saw 58 times with mm -hmm. Andy Alton a couple weeks ago with the Seahawks, it, it was up to them. And Christensen going down, that hurts. You knew Austin Corp was, wasn't going to be around. Zabala's been awful. And the fact that they played up, oh, well, he played with Icky at NC State. He practiced with Icky at NC State and played like five games. Five games. I, yeah, five so games. like that was not ever a thing. Um, so I don't know. I really don't can, know. Can we take the 1-1 one, one part of out of Bryce Young and try to evaluate him? Like when you go 1-1... One, one, I think everyone has an expectation of what you're supposed to be as the number one overall pick. Is it even possible to take that out of how we look at Bryce Young? It's hard to, because really it's not just him going number one overall. It's the guys that went after sure. him. Sure. It's, it's looking at Anthony oh, Richardson. Oh, 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 it's looking oh, oh, at, it's looking Stroud, at CJ Stroud. Certainly. Like that's how, that's just how these things always work. Like when, when Marcus Mariota and James Winston came out, you're going to compare those two, th their entire careers. When you saw Cam Newton come out, you're going to compare him. And I mean, the Panthers, also, a lot of fans compared him to Andrew Luck because that's the guy they thought they were going to get. You're going to compare the careers of the quarterbacks who come out in certain draft classes. So it's not just that he went number one overall. It's how does Stroud perform? And so far, put him what I've heard. I don't watch the Texans. Apparently, he's played really well. Same thing with the uh, with Indianapolis and Anthony Richardson. Like, I don't watch the Colts, but apparently, yeah. he's done fairly well. Like, I'm not going to say you're in line of people and be like, oh, yeah, no, man. No, no, Julian, Julian, you got to bring it down. I've been watching all 22 on CJ Stroud. I'm too busy watching this mess. I don't have time. They play at the same time every week. They're playing at one. The Panthers are playing at one. I don't have double screens up. You know what? I think we'll just close on that. Bless this mess. Bless this mess. That's what I need. I, I jokingly tweeted about this. Maybe Julian will Venmo you some money and I'll ship you one of those bridesmaid font signs that says bless this mess. And you can just put it right up next to Bank of America Stadium because that's what it is right now. Yeah. Absolute dumpster fire. I mean, I'm actually I'm, I'm one more loss away of wondering when is Frank Wright getting fired? He's only got what a two year deal. 
I don't know what the deal is, but I, I looked at it as he has three years to figure it out. But if they go like, you know, one in 16, two and 15, I think David Tepper might be eating another salary. And uh, have you heard the calls? People are already saying, hey, you had you had a perfect good head coach right here and uh-huh. you let him go. You had a team uh-huh. that was around that guy and, and you let him go. You had the real homecoming story and you let him go. Yeah. Bless this mess. Julian, man, we appreciate it. Lockdown Panthers podcast. Go check it out. He's not going to bullshit you. He's not going to tell you, I was breaking down <laughs> Anthony Richardson plays <laughs> Florida tape. <laughs> they took the wrong guy. Julian Council, tape eater, is going to tell you all about it. All right, man, we'll talk to you later. All right. Every talk we every time we talk about the Panthers, I can't I'm so worked up about the Panthers, I can't even talk straight, Joe. You know what would help watching the Panthers? Really great bourbon. A little, little medicinal yes. push. Really great bourbon to just ease this disaster piece that is the Carolina Panthers. Uh thanks to our friends at Graffiti in downtown Cary. They have awesome bourbon specials. Tuesdays break even night. Sunday, they have more bourbon specials. They got all the games going on. So if the Panthers are terrible, don't worry. You can watch something else that might entertain you while you're hanging out. And of course, there's axe throwing. They got usually on Sundays, they have a a different beer that comes through. That's a lot of fun. And again, we thank Graffiti for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. We also thank Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. We talk about OGs. Hayes is an OG OG when it comes to sponsoring the OG. So go support them with Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Get rid of all those bugs, man. Whether they're inside your house, outside your house, go, go check out underneath your house too. Mm-hmm. got that 360 moisture barrier. It's a game changer. Go check them out. It's bugsbite.com. You're going to see all kinds of ways to save money. Punch in your zip code. Go to bugsbite.com. So yesterday we went to PNC Arena to go talk to Seth Jarvis. We little we did a little bonus Mike Maniscalco chat. That yep. was a lot of fun. That was on yesterday's show. But the reason why we went, we went to PNC Arena was to talk to Seth Jarvis because I felt, Joe, that you and Seth are like simpatico. Like you would love the life that Seth Jarvis lives, which consists of hockey, sleeping, and golf. Living his best life. I could man. do without the golf, without the uh, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that would be work and that's painful. Fair. And- that's fair. But uh, we had a fun, fun conversation with him. There's a couple of context things uh, to set up. One, I handed him a cassette tape because he had made a he had made a playlist for the Carolina Hurricanes. I put those songs on a mixtape. And that's how we got the conversation started. And we also did a golf bit, which we will give to y'all next week as we get hyped up for the start of the Carolina hurricane season. Joe is already making a face because of how this golf bit went down with Seth Jarvis. But dude, the content was phenomenal. Yeah. I've squared that. It turned out the best possible way. Good. Joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline, we're here at PNC Arena in the uh, Courtside Club. It's Seth Jarvis of the Carolina Hurricanes. Before we start, Seth, I <laughs> I handed you that contraption. Yep. I, don't, I don't know if you want to hold it up for the camera there as we're doing oh, this on YouTube oh, as well. Beauty. So, that, <laughs> so I asked you initially, do you know what that is? Yeah, no, I... I said VHS. I kind of knew it wasn't a VHS tape because those are pretty big, I think. Yeah. And then I read it and it says cassette. So it's a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. I already asked. I don't know what you put that in. Or You put it in, you put it in a tape deck. Yeah. Usually in your car. Oh, okay. that little yeah. gotcha now. 
never felt older. Yeah, I got you now. I know what you're talking about now. I mean, my dad's old car used to have one. You plug it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was born in 02. I don't think any cars have that. No, you're. Yeah, I think even born in 02 means you're probably not in, functional in a car until oh, like 08. Oh, I wasn't functional till like 2013. <laughs> So here's what I did. The, the Carolina Hurricane, during the summertime, I think there was an interaction with you, some fans, and the Kane social media account. And they wanted you to give them a summer playlist. Yeah. I think you called it like the summer playlist thingy. The cleanish, yeah. They were like, you got to make it clean. And I was like, I don't really want to make it clean because then everyone's going to judge me about my <laughs> music taste because like it alters everything you pick. That, that tape's not clean. It's cleanish. It's cleanish. No, no, no. When I'm saying the songs that you went for the clean versions, I want the explosive versions. Perfect. So I could, we can go one of two ways. Either I can give that to you and you can find a way to play it or we can sign it. You can sign it and we can give it away to some fans. Yeah, we're going to sign. I would have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So, all right, let's, let's kind of talk about your summer. Um, look, it's a tough way to go out. I caught the interview you did with uh, 32 Thoughts and kind mm -hmm. of rods down with the group kind of, you know, being there for you all. And then you had to reset. How long did it take for you to just be like, you know what, I'm done with this. Let's focus on either resetting, you know, getting to what I need to improve on. How long that, that timetable take for you? I don't think I ever really got over it. I think I'm still kind of hooked on it and still pissed about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of go through it. Like you said, you, you lose out. Then those like two weeks are tough because the games are still going on. I'm not watching a thing, mm -hmm. but I have buddies on Vegas. I train with two of the guys, Howden and Colasar. So they won. And so I got back to the gym. They come back in the gym. They're just bragging to me and everything about it. And then I went to Howden, made me go to his uh, cup party. So I was like, made you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was, he's your I'm, friend. You wanted yeah, to support him. I wanted to support him, but I, yeah. So I went to that, which sucked because you Jeez. know, like you're around the cup, you can't. T I'm not touching that right. thing. Like mm -hmm. my brother was there; he was drinking out of the thing. I was like, "You're such a," <laughs> like, and yeah. So it was a tough summer in that way. Just it was getting flexed on me a lot, but I mean, I think it was good just kind of keeping the back of my head, just because summer gets long training gets boring mm -hmm. at some point. So it's nice to have that kind of back there to, to remind yourself that you're working for something and how close we were, but still how far we, <laughs> we had to go. So it's uh it's nice to, nice to kind of have it, but yeah, I'm still not over it. What'd you learn in year two that you didn't know as a rookie? Uh, just, I think how fast the league adapts. I think my rookie year, I kind of came out of nowhere. So no one really knew about my game or what I did on the ice or what kind of my strengths were. And so I think I kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I think I caught defense defensemen and other teams off and maybe my speed or, or maybe a little bit of skill. And I think my second year, I think teams kind of really f were more aware of it and, and were better at uh, making it tough on me to, to make plays and use my speed, which obviously resulted in me having a tougher year. But I mean, it's all about adapting and getting better. And I think that's, uh, that's what I did this year. Did you, did you, tr did you try to, to cook? Did you go full Brent Burns? Cause I know Luke DeCock wrote a story about you guys going over to yeah. Burns' place and he's got all the exotic meats and everything, and everything else. He's got the sauna. <laughs> I mean, look, man, you're a single guy. You're on your own. Like, are you, did you say, hey, you know what? Let me, let me blow off some steam and try, I don't know, rattlesnake or something like that. Did you, did you learn anything about the various things that you tried to cook? No, not at all. I <laughs> I'm never going to try to cook, I don't think. I think I kind of quit on it. Okay. But 
Yeah, so I'll still be at Burns. It's probably before every game this year right. or every home game. But uh, I'll keep it up to him. Well, I was going to say, in that story, I think it was Burns' wife that thought you were finished because you hung out yeah, with with, uh, with Aho and, and Tara Vinan all the time. Yeah. And we, we had just talked to Aho um, a couple weeks ago because he lives down the street from me. <laughs> Did you... Have you picked up any finish? I haven't can hung curse around. And finish. That's I all can, I care about. I can curse and finish. Nice. Yeah. So I got a few curse okay. words. I got a few like just weird sentences that I can say, such as maybe not like say on here. I like. Oh, we have no FCC rules. Oh, we have rules. no FCC rules, man. Oh, well, even then, like it's <laughs> oh, okay. kind of just like like. Like, like what's what's the what's the genre of of chirping? Are we talking about? Mm. We're talking about somebody like. Is it getting personal? Is it just yeah? Like general, oh, it's personal. Something about somebody's mom? No, no, no. it's about a body part, probably. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> and then, like, I was Santa for Rance's kids, so I can kind of. I think I can say Happy Holidays or Merry Happy Christmas. That's one of the two. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Whoa, whoa. Go back. I don't really know what. What, what, what did you wear to be Santa? You're like oh, five ten, one hundred and forty five pounds. I know. I was Santa. <laughs> well, Rance's kids are like. <laughs> No, probably five or six and three or four. You babysat for him? No, he was Santa. I was Santa. Santa. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I misunderstood. I thought you said you babysat. No. Oh, Oh, no one would on this team in the right mind would trust me with their kids. But- what are you talking about? You play video games, just sit them down and play Fortnite, right? I know. I'd probably lose them, though. Yeah, they got to take care of me more than I got to take care of them. <laughs> take us through the emotions of last year at the trade deadline, right? Like, it, it's nice to be wanted by other teams, yeah. but where it was how was it for you to process? Because that's year two. I mean, you're still only 21 years old. It, it, it was probably one of those slaps in the face that goes, okay, this is a business. Yeah. But then, of course... They didn't get rid of you. They mm-hmm. rewarded you basically by saying, no, we believe in this guy. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was tough. I, I feel kind of bad cause I didn't, I didn't handle it the way I think I wanted to. I think I kind of, the, I think the first thing I did was say it to one of the reporters that I wasn't happy about or whatever, which I don't, I don't looking back on that. I could have handled that way better. I could have done, uh, kept that more internal and, and talked to different people about it. Maybe not, maybe not a reporter right away, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's just all the maturity. But you were process. feeling it though. Oh, like, yeah, it's hard to it's, process that at twenty one. Yeah, because I've yeah. every team I've been like in junior, I've never had a thought of getting traded. Mm. And then obviously last year, yeah, it came up a little bit, and I think it got to a point where I I think I was thinking I was like I was going too deep into it. I think it wasn't as deep as I thought it was. Okay, and so I was making more of a bigger deal of it in my head than I think maybe it initially was. So it was, it was tough. I mean, I, I love it here. Uh, a lot of people, like I, I like making friends and then keeping a circle and not expanding. Mm-hmm. And so I have pretty, pretty great group of friends in there. And so honestly, I was more scared of going and meeting new people and having to build relationships again. I, so it was, uh, it was tough in that sense, but I mean, I'm just pumped. I got to say, was That's, there any relief when, you know, cause we talked to Dundon and he yeah. told us we're, we're not getting rid of that guy. Like, yeah, there was. It, it was. <laughs> I don't know if you had that conversation with him because you know there's agents and everything yeah, else of yeah. layers. But basically, it was like, no, we're not giving up Jarvis. Like, get get out of here. Yeah, it was nice, a little sense of relief, and like you said, it was. It felt like they put a little vow of confidence in me uh, to keep me around, and and uh, hopefully, I'm I'm here for a long time. That's kind of the learning process, though, mm-hmm. uh, with this league. And it's nothing personal, obviously. It's it's always a business yeah. thing. And when that was going on, did you talk to anybody about like, look? Jordan Stahl is here because of a big deal to get him yeah. here. 
So any conversations like that to kind of get you out of your head? No, not really. And again, that's part of the maturing process. I probably should have talked to somebody. Yeah. And Rod, Rod also. Say even Rod. Rod didn't, didn't want to be traded did, he here. Did not want to be here. <laughs> yeah. And now look at him. Exactly. exactly. Before you were born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I didn't really talk to anybody. I, uh, yeah, I kind of kept it internal. I think even my parents tried, like, asking me how I'm doing about it, what I think, and I... I don't want to bother anybody with it. And I thought I could, I could handle it on my own, which I learned I not great at it. So, uh, yeah, that's something for the future. Hopefully those there, I don't have to go through something like that again, but I mean, it's hockey. There's always going to be rumors like that. Well, you know, speaking of the maturity, what is it about your game that you looked back on and you wanted to improve on? Is it, is it a toughness level? I mean, we talked, Joe and I talked to Rod at the end of the season and he kind of went on, a, on what I thought was a, a great rant about fake toughness. And mm. there was the way you guys exited, there was fan conversation, media conversation about toughness. There's fake toughness. There's real toughness. Was that something you kind of try to add, maybe bulk up, maybe get a little grittier? How do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, I, I definitely try to bulk up. I try to bulk up every season and, and, and put on Come muscle. hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take you place. I got a pizza guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You name it, I got you. But um, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not going to be someone out there uh, that guys are going to be intimidated by or scared of, but I think for my stature and, and what I bring physically to the table, I think I have a level of toughness that people respect. I think I'll go to the dirty areas. I'll go in the corner. I'll go to the net. Mm-hmm. I'll score I'm, goals off your face. Exactly. I'm not yeah. afraid to. I'll, like, Pretty good I, one in the playoffs. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll get nasty and it's fine. And that's something I think I've always had. But yeah, I like, I mean, just maturing is knowing when it's important and when it's not. I think just not putting yourself in vulnerable positions where you have to be tough and uh and going over the edge you mentioned you have a group of friends here i think we all know <laughs> who the the core players are here and and tom and don have mm-hmm. done a great job of keeping those guys together but it seems like every year we get a new little wrinkle in the supporting cast yeah. you have a scouting report for us on some of the new guys i, I think bunting in particular is yeah. someone that people are going to be interested in seeing yeah bunts is going to be awesome i think i think he's someone like we got, might just, have to work on that nickname, though. Bunts? You don't like Bunts? You're not a baseball person, I guess. I stink at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I would brutal. hate to be my nickname to be the worst play in all of baseball. <laughs> yeah. But so I'd be like if you were a hockey guy, I'd be like, yeah, my nickname's Icing. Like, Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I never really thought about that. <laughs> Well, you're Canadian, it, 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 eh? Yeah. Uh, usually, it usually ends in an S or a Y. Yeah, so he's got it. He's yeah, got the Bunce. Yeah, I don't know. I think Bunce comes off the tongue easier. Yeah, I'm with you on okay. that. But uh, he's awesome. He's someone that I think has that kind of grittiness to him that'll help out our team, and especially our top six. He just, uh, I think the thing that surprised me most is probably he's got a lot of skill, and I think he kind of got overshadowed in Toronto because he's playing with Matthews Marner, <laughs> two of the most skilled people in the NHL. But he's got a ton of individual skill, so it's going to be a lot of fun to play with him. And I think here he's going to really be able to show that off more, and I think people are going to really appreciate his game a lot more. When, when someone new like that comes in, we hear a lot about culture, and you know we've known Rod since he was traded here, mm-hmm. so we kind of take it for granted that we understand who he is and what he's trying to yeah. do. But like when the new people get here, like Burns, are you like, yeah, you're not going to believe this guy? Like he's as every bit as good as everyone says. Or how does that? How do some of those conversations go? Yeah, well, I mean, like when Burns he came in, he came in a million miles an hour, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit different. He's he's a he's a fun guy, but with Bunts, he had a familiarity with a few guys on the team. I think he had like Tony. He knew a little bit, so was, I think it was a little easier for him to ease in because he had he had buddies, and he's he's a great dude. He's he's someone that uh, 
pretty easygoing and and cracks a lot of jokes, which I which I love. So he's uh, he's fun to hang out with. Is this camp any different? Yeah, I mean, this year. Well, for me personally, uh, it's mostly the same group. Yeah, so. mostly the same group. Uh, I'm in a lot better shape than I was at camp last year, which I'm really proud of. Why were you not in the shape you wanted to be last year? Because I took putting on weight too seriously. Okay. I came in pretty heavy last yeah. year, and so Define I signed pretty heavy, like almost 190, 188, okay. 189. What and should your walking around weight be, or what norm? What is it normally? Like I want to be. At 182, 181, okay. I think that's a good balance of strength and power mm-hmm. and still have that speed and be able to move around the ice. Okay. And so last year I came in really heavy and spent the first two months of the season, uh, uh, they, I was just on a weight loss. So I lost like 17 pounds oh, geez. in about two months. Okay. <laughs> so what's your secret? What is it like intermittent <laughs> fasting? What are you doing? Well, I, t- I got to intermittent fasting this summer. <laughs> okay. But that, yeah. So I didn't have a lot of fun for the first two months of the season last, last year. year. Yeah. And then, yeah. So now I, I found a good kind of routine and, and put on a lot of good weight and uh, I'm, su- I'm just super pumped on how I'm coming. You have out. your own specialist for that or do you go to? the team uses like in terms of weight programs because in, in our area right yeah. we think about you're 21 years old like you should be in college right yeah like normal people normal athletes that we deal with football and basketball mm-hmm. they come in they're like you they're 175 180 pounds and they go through a weight program yeah right yeah <laughs> and they naturally develop you're, you're, you're gonna have like a second spurt in college mm-hmm. right exactly so I'm curious as a, and you've been away from home for however long. So you've yeah. been dealing with that. Also, it's like, hockey's a completely different culture yeah. than what we're used to. But I am curious, like, you know, you hear about Tom Brady with, with Alex Guerrero. Like, do you have your own guru or do you just go to the Canes and say, here's what I'm trying to do. How do I, what, what regimen or what program should I do? I know there's Kaiser chops and all this other <laughs> stuff that Rod's got going on in the uh, yeah. post game. They, uh, so I, I do have my own guy. I have okay. my own guy back home and, him and the team work together. So, cause the team wants certain stuff. He wants certain stuff. So they kind of work together, talk it out throughout, throughout the summer and come up with a happy medium on what to do. And so we talked it out, figured out kind of what we wanted, what they wanted. And, uh, yeah. And, and honestly just had a really productive summer and it went, it went really well. So where are you now? Weight wise? 182 ish. You're at your goal then. Yeah. I'm right where I want to be. And I, I've, I've never felt better. You're the one screwing up the government curve for me, by the way. <laughs> when the government says you're you're obese, this is what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's that's I'll what it is. Yeah that's, that, that, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Look, it, we we appreciate the transparency, man. Like you want the refs. I saw in the Greg Wyshynski piece, you want the refs to be transparent. Mm, you know, yeah. like hey, let's let's talk about. I gotta talk about what I did. I would love that. I need you to talk <laughs> about. Is there you're, that is such classic sports talk radio caller? Because we've had we've. I mean, man, I've been doing this twenty years. So yeah. I, I, especially with ACC basketball, it's like they should put the ref out there to answer why, not a statement. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm like, oh man, maybe Seth is like a low key state fan that we didn't even know. Well, that's where I heard it from. I got that from somewhere online. I think somewhere <laughs> on Twitter, someone said that. I'm like, that is so smart. Right. I was like, yeah. I like that one, and so. Have you adopted a local team yet? It's okay. If you have. Football, yeah, state. Okay. okay, yeah. I love state football. Basketball, I mean, I think I'm always going to be tied to Duke a little bit. So. Duke? Yeah. I grew up, my parents were huge. Like, my dad played college football. My mom played university basketball. So, we. I watched a disgusting amount of college basketball and football as a kid growing up. 
and Duke was always winning when I was younger. Yeah. So as Makes a sense. kid, you're like, ah, I want the winner. And what, so what'd do. you do with the golf outfit from, uh, from the stadium series game? I still got that. I still got it going around. Did I, you break it out this summer? No, you know, I don't, uh, I don't plan on, I don't think breaking it out. Maybe the hat. I might wrap the hat. Once plus in a fours? While. Is that what it was? I don't know what that is. Uh, the golf like knickers. And yeah, socks yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a good look. That's not a look okay. for you. Okay. No, I can't pull that. I one. forgot where I read it, but essentially you said your summer consisted of golf and sleep. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah. Like the, you're living Julio's dream, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, maybe not in Winnipeg. I'm not a great sleeper, but a lot no, of I'm not great either. at golf either. But I'm going to beat you I in hallway golf. I almost promise you you'll beat me in hallway golf. Also, the same rules from Ajo apply. It's your week's worth of salary versus my week's worth yeah. of salary. That is the bet. And so Did you wager. beat Ajo? All, listen, all this. I was going to say, that's the one you want to win. Our, <laughs> me and his week's salary is a whole lot different. You want to play Mulkey with Ajo. Yeah, I want to beat him. <laughs> I need that week's worth. So that's my year. So you got, uh, yeah, I was going to say our week's salary might fill up his Mercedes. <laughs> that's about it. So you got, you got the pup pup. I'm ready. Up. We got, we got four holes set up. You're going to like the T markers. I'll even give you some caddying advice, even though Beauty. it's early, but, and you got your shirt, hold up your shirt. There we that's go. yours. Just positive vibes only, man. Yeah. That's what exactly. it's about. Positive vibes only this perfect. season. You're like, who are these guys? I don't know, yeah. but they gave me a they shirt. Me shirt. I love the shirt, and I got and a VHS tape. <laughs> and it's a, no, a cassette, cassette tape. I'm joking. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was fun to hang out with Seth Jarvis, man. That was a, that was a good hang. <laughs> At least it was a good hang for me. You're still upset. Like I can see you're turning red over what happened with our PNC arena putt-putt. As you heard the end of that interview, we referenced golf and we had, Joe had set up four holes around the concourse, the, 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 the arena level. And there was something that happened at the end, at the last hole, which you beautifully set up that caused Seth Jarvis to run around in celebration. I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I made peace with this this morning Yeah, for this reason. Uh-huh. If I win the way that I would have won, yeah, it's boring. Good point. Boring. Good point. Who cares? But for the kid to make the putt, I know in the way that he did, yeah, and you, for him to celebrate, y'all see it. I can't make that up. Yeah, you, you, you and we couldn't script that. Yeah, like, you'll see it if we try. We couldn't script it, <laughs> and and you'll see it. Uh, one thing that we can do today, though, at the beginning of that conversation, we had that mixtape. Uh, yeah, over the summertime, I had him sign it. You did, and what we're going to cool. do, what we're going to do a little bit later on today or tomorrow is I'll put that video out on Instagram, much like our UNC tickets. Like that post, comment whatever, but definitely like the post. Make sure you're following OG Triangle Meet on Instagram, and one lucky listener will get an autographed mixtape from Seth Jarvis. Now, I'm not going to give you a cassette deck, <laughs> but I will give you the tape. It's up to you to bring your own cassette deck. Big thanks to Homefield. Check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. They dropped some new NC State apparel in the last week. They got new Campbell Camels apparel coming out this week. Good Gaylord stuff. I have to go and look. They haven't they haven't sent me the design yet. Okay, but there is a Campbell Camels shirt on the way. I'm <sighs> hyped about this. Love it. Apparently, it's one of their more requested shirts. So I'm really yeah, Gaylord the camel is like yeah. so I'm really curious as thing. to what they're going to do with it. So we we shall see. So be on the lookout for that. And if you're a Campbell grad and you want to get something from Homefield, use that promo code OG23 to save fifteen percent off your orders. Speaking of saving money, oh man, are you kidding? Speaking of saving, be money. like Troy. 
Yes, you need to contact State Farm. You need to contact Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, voginsurance.com, or you can call him directly at 779-8277. Matt Davis is going to save you some money uh, along the way on insurance. And if you want to talk to a real person, a real person is going to answer that phone. 919-779-8277. We had Troy, one of our listeners, call. He saved 40%. Can't promise you that's going to be that much, but I can tell you what, Matt's going to figure out what's the best deal for you. So go check him out. OG, the OG insurance.com. Also, we'll see Matt on Friday at the OG class. Very excited about that. We're moving on. So on yesterday's show, we talked to Luke Takaka, the news and observer related to Tom Dundon, Carolina hurricanes owner and his sudden interest in wanting a baseball team. Dave Glenn, a longtime sports talk radio host. He has his podcast, his YouTube channel. He apparently talked to Dundon, and I haven't seen the interview yet. I just saw the, the blurb on the website saying that, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a group together to buy this. And our initial reaction with Luke yesterday was, this is odd, interesting. I want more context. Sure enough, Luke DeCock did talk to Tom Dundon a little bit later on that day. In fact, Tom called him while we were talking to Luke yesterday. And there is a little bit more context in that Tom is essentially saying, why not? Like, I might as well look. This is not one of these, what I hate in these conversations, Joe, and I think some of the reaction that we've gotten to our conversation yesterday and why it's trending, is that there's a really motivated group of people in the triangle that want baseball here. They are. They are. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to be dismissive of them. No. And then maybe I'm, maybe I'm poo-pooing on the person who's throwing the starfish back into the into the into the sea here okay right like there's just so many starfish like how are you going to save them all and well you're just trying to save one um so maybe maybe i'm the bad guy here as josh goodson likes to call me i just this just seems like a pipe dream to me uh it, it again there's there's a balance to this conversation i appreciate the vision of tom dundon trying to reshape this area and drag it sure. into a modern the people era. with mlb raleigh like Yep. Trying to get this thing total grassroots movement. But you saw what it took to get that lease agreement and PNC arena to where it needs to be in the next 20 years. And the not dragging your feet, but the political well, nature. There's a of lot of work there. Yeah, there's a lot of work there. And I'm not even thinking about the two billion dollar expansion fee. That's whatever you can. By the way, if you want to if you want a major league baseball expansion team, you're going to have to pay two billion dollars. Mm hmm. You know, the the Rays just re-upped with St. Pete. So they're not going anywhere, from what I can tell, anytime soon. Even if nobody's showing up to their playoff games, playoff by game. the way. Yikes. So, regardless. So I, I appreciate the vision. I love these big picture ideas. But once they're out there, you have to start looking at, okay, how would it work? And it's not it's not that we're dismissive of the idea. It's more about just being honest about the realities of getting something like that to work and not just monetarily. We're talking politically and infrastructure wise to make these types of things work. And the reaction that we got to some of our conversation yesterday was interesting. I'll go to Seth on Twitter before I go to the YouTube comments. I totally disagree with almost all of your points. Raleigh in the surrounding area is not the same as it was 25 years ago. Well, yeah, we, we understand that. We agree, and we want it to continue to modernize. Triangles experienced tremendous amount of growth since. Also, you do not need to build a stadium downtown. We never said you had to. In fact, we've argued, don't build it downtown. Downtown South might make a lot of sense, but 
It doesn't have to be downtown. Also, don't ever use Atlanta as an example for anything. No, don't. They lose teams all of the time. Don't do it. Don't do it. And there's another nature with the Atlanta thing that it's that's we're going to see at PNC Arena, but also there's the flight involved with the Atlanta Braves. And just to add development around the stadium, and it will be fine and people will come. Also, Major League Sports are done in the summer. The growth in this area is from transplants that have no allegiance to any of the universities in this area. Again, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with any of those points. And you don't need to talk to me about the diminishing returns of college sports, not just in the area, but in total, okay? Especially college basketball, which we used to spend all the time talking about just 10 years ago. But now we have to pick our spots when we talk about college basketball to get a general audience. I get all those things. But I I cannot stress enough the infrastructure issues that would need to be resolved in order to make baseball work for 81 games a year. Okay. It would be, it would be wild to me to see all the traffic involved. And we can't even get the Dreamville festival at Dorothea Dix to properly run with traffic and everything else for heaven's sake. Something as simple as like a food truck rodeo shuts the area down from time to time. So I'm really curious how you have to make all that stuff work. Number one, number two, the bigger issue is corporate money. Corporate money is always going to be the biggest thing. And do you have enough to sustain a major league baseball program here program franchise here? The amount of, with the amount of games that would be played MLS always made way more sense here than major league baseball here specifically from the expansion fee money, the once a week nature of soccer, the crossover of fandom with something like the Carolina Hurricanes to soccer, the youth sports that's involved with soccer where you could easily get teams to come out as a corporate buy, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if baseball has that, Joe. Not in this area. Not yet, at least. Yeah, I, I'm just being totally honest with you. I follow, when you grow up in New Jersey and New York, you follow baseball. That's yeah. what you do. You, I'm 48. I would wake up literally every day and look at the box. And I wasn't even a fan, really, mm-hmm. of anybody. But you... Look at the box scores. You look at the standings. What are the Red Sox doing? And what back then it was, what are the Cardinals doing? Like when you were following the Mets, you followed everything every day. And it's really hard to follow baseball when you're not in a baseball market. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you might have a bunch of transplants here. They've pretty much killed baseball in this market because you can't watch the Braves. You can't watch the Orioles. Who knows what the Nats are? And I think there's some of those fans in there somewhere somewhere in there like i would love for the orioles and braves to play in the world series this year right they're the two number one seeds Mm -hmm. that would be amazing let's just see what happens but i just think baseball has also baseball say it again it's become a niche sport Mm -hmm. it just so happens to be in the biggest niches in in the country it helps they make money in boston and new york and philly but those are all in chicago la these are all giant cities Mm -hmm. like literally look at tampa which is what st pete it's not tampa excuse me Look at St. Pete. That's what this would be analogous to. And, and it's cool. I love the way that the Hurricanes support has grown, but that's come by having a winning team mm-hmm. that has put a consistently put money into their winning product. You look at what this team would likely be as a small market team, and it's that's probably not a path that it would follow in baseball. It would be really, I think. I, I just think it would be really difficult. I also think people, and while Seth's making the point about, oh, there are plenty of people here who don't care about college sports, money-wise, that the people who get the advertising, Carolina basketball, NC State football, Mm -hmm. they're a drain, man. Um, Duke, the money that they get, what Duke's done Mm -hmm. 
has tied Duke basketball to the biggest brands there are AT&T, you know, EA sports. Like those are the kind of things that Duke's gotten into. So if a major league baseball team were to come here, like I'll be fully transparent with you. The freaking hurricanes are picking off all of our sponsors. Okay. And I love our sponsors, but they're not fortune 500 companies. Do you see what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So it's like, there's only so many of those to go around. So if Dundon, now if Dundon wants to create some sort of super package. Yeah. Maybe he can pull that off. Yeah. Well, I don't. And maybe there's some gambling overlords that Dundon can get in, can get in with. Again, I think that Dundon is now looking for the next thing. Okay. He's, he said it him. He said it to Dave. I've got this lease agreement locked in. I got the development rights. We're going to get that going. What's next? Because that's how that's how Dundon gets to be where he is. That's why he has the money that he has, because he's looking for the next thing. He's always curious. Totally get that part. But the way it was interpreted shows you the thirst level around here for a, a particular group of people that really want baseball here. And there's history here in North Carolina when it comes to baseball. A lot of history with North Carolina baseball. Mostly on the minor league I was level. Say it's all minor league stuff. Mostly on the minor league level. And you think, okay, well, if we've got this robust culture oh, it's of baseball, all minor league. there's never history, been a major league team here. Well, then why wouldn't you elevate it to major league? Okay, I get all the I get I get, I get the vision. I totally get the vision. Things. But the 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 way that Dundon's desire to explore baseball was interpreted was all right, what are we gonna call the team? Whoa, slow <laughs> down, y'all. We're not even here yet. I did have somebody ask me. On social media, I think it was Samuel who asked me on social media, do you think that Dunnan wants a baseball team so he can create an all-encompassing streaming service? I had that thought, too, when I saw the news. Because think about it. You have the Carolina Hurricanes that run you from the fall, through the through the fall, winter, spring. You hope summer. You hope the summer. And then you have that crossover of when the spring starts for baseball and then through the summer that gets you all the way through October for the start of the Carolina Hurricanes. I get that thought process. I had actually jotted that down. But then I read Ben Thompson of Stratechery, who I talked to a few weeks ago about where this is all headed. And he recently had a newsletter related to the regional sports networks. And you see some professional teams like in Phoenix going direct to consumer. They're putting games over the air. And the games that are not over the air are actually going direct to consumer via streaming. Isn't that what Bally is right now? No. No, Bally is only regional sports network and direct. But what I'm saying don't is don't we have to pay no, for Bally? We do, but what I'm getting at is that Bally is the one that's on the hook for it. Oh, 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 okay. This would be Dundon doing his own okay. thing. Okay. Okay, cool. But the problem is, as Thompson points out, and I agree with, when you do it on your own, you're seeing all these large tech companies who thought they could do it on their own. Right. And they're struggling. Like, Wait a second. We need those Raycom trucks here. <laughs> oh, oh man. If we do it all on ourselves, we have to pay for X, Y, Z. Ooh, this sucks. So that's what. Or Dun- you ended up with the ACC network model of the single shot from the concourse. Right, that's and you're a like, problem. Hey, they let the yeah, student man. AV club do the broadcast that, this week. That, that That is a problem. Why so, don't you have a replay of that Miami <laughs> octolateral? So I don't. Well, I don't. We cheaped out on the production costs. So we only had one camera in the stadium so and none on the Miami sideline. Right, right. So I don't see I don't see it happening that way. I don't see it happening that way. I don't see Dundon wanting to throw Also, Dundon's a really there. smart guy. And he probably sees that so it doesn't make sense if, for him to run his own No, broadcast. but if there's something going on oh, sure. behind the scenes where he feels like he could wrap this thing together. Yeah, yeah. that makes like, sense. Like, he, he knows more about the advertising landscape than I do. Mm-hmm. But they also advertise but, on a different level than us. Potentially. 
no, no. They advertise on a different level than us, Joe. We're, you know, yeah, but just saying. you're about to see Breeze through with them. You're I mean, about to see Oak City sports cars with them. I'm just I'm saying, glad, man. I'm glad we could be di- business development. I'm just saying, no, man. but hey, sometimes it's business development, and then you leave the nest. Totally fair. Totally cool. I'm, I'm glad we could be an incubator for some people. Uh, from the, the YouTube comments, Charlotte and Raleigh growing together. Let's start working together. Oh, Carl, that's what very, does very Charlotte cute. want now? They want the baseball team? They want a baseball team too. So for instance, this is from Mac the Knife on YouTube. If you're putting a major league baseball franchise in North Carolina, Raleigh's where it needs to go, not Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte has big business. It has the Panthers, the Hornets, and whatever MLS team is, is called, each competing for discretionary income, sponsorship dollars, and the like. Raleigh, meanwhile, has no competition during the summer months. <laughs> and the beach. Yeah, there is the beach. No major league baseball franchise within three and a half hours in literally any direction. An advantage that no other potential market in North America, including Montreal, has. So go Dundon, go get this done. Again, I appreciate the inspiration. I appreciate the curiosity. I appreciate wanting to do bigger in this market as it continues to grow. But there are just some realities of the market that I'm having a hard time getting past. And and that's one of them. Let's talk a little bit more about downtown, though. Yeah. Because I think they almost would have to put it downtown. Because you're looking at all of the buildings that they're putting up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. When, I, when I mean buildings, they're all condos. Like they're not putting anything else up downtown. Right. So that would be the most logical thing to me in terms of... I, I sat in the parking lot after the Louisville game on Friday for, for 60 minutes and then drove home. It took me 20 minutes to drive home. Mm-hmm. They don't... Nobody really in this area knows how to handle traffic. No. The Canes try... They're a little bit better than NC State, but NC State, that setup, like I'll never understand why Edwards Mill isn't an ingress, an egress, and an ingress. Mm-hmm. It should be coming in, it should be going out. Yeah. Like every college stadium I've ever been to, when you're pulling into the game, lanes are closed, cops are out, they're d- directing traffic, there's a flow in, there's a flow out. Yeah. And they can't even figure that out. And that's a once a week thing. Right. So if you try to do something like that, baseball wise, mm-hmm. I think it would be hard not to have it in in the downtown area. And there's, there's enough spots that they could figure it out where they wanted the MLS stuff. And there's enough. I think the biggest change to Seth's point, the, the, the read, the reader, the listener. Yeah. The biggest change is now there's people living downtown. Mm. When I started working at the news and observer in 1995, and I can't, I literally rode my bike from NC State's campus downtown to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. There was no one living downtown. Yeah. Even in the last 15 years, all of the different condos that have gone up, those are the people. And because now here's the other part if you could afford to live downtown, you could probably afford to live to go to the baseball games. And that's the other part well, of this. That's the other part of this that people aren't squaring. Who's living downtown, Joe? That's the other part of this that people aren't squaring. Okay. Mm hmm. Oh, but minor league baseball works so well in the state of North Carolina. Yeah. Back when it was $5 to get into every game. Oh, I'm going to go see the uh, Mudcats. I'm going to go see the Winston-Salem Horns or whatever their name, the Dash. Well, yeah, because it's single A ball and you're going and you're paying peanuts to get in. <laughs> the major league team, and especially if it's Dundon, mm-hmm. is going to charge $50 to park. He's going to charge $10 to $15, $20 for a beer. Yeah. He's going to charge $10 for a hot dog. You're going to have to take out a home loan to go to a game. <laughs> People don't like it now. I know. Like I've literally gotten free tickets to the Hurricanes and walked out of there without 
spending your dollars on free tickets. Yeah. That's one game out of 40. I know. Now all of a sudden you're saying, and, and I'm I'm a grown ass man. Right? In theory. To your point about minor league baseball. <laughs> there will be some sticker shock. Uh, there will be some sticker shock. There's sticker shock even going to a minor league baseball game. Now, yes. Okay. You talk about free well, tickets. Certain people act like they are a major league team when they're not. Uh, it's it's whatever, you know? Like I have I look, all things all things aside. I got friends with the Durham Bulls. I don't have to pay for a ticket to go to the Durham Bulls like ever. All right. Even when I was working for capital broadcasting and there were freebies, I could just make a call now and go free tickets. No big deal. You know, I'm still spending money though. Right. You know how yeah. much a beer is. Yes. Okay. To your point, the beer at a Bulls game is relatively decently priced. All things considered, <laughs> as we've seen with the, the, the height rake at uh, okay. Stormbird. all things considered Bulls <laughs> games are actually pretty good in that regard. But yeah, Major League Baseball is going to be a whole different ball game in terms of price level. Number one, number two, and then I can't stress this enough. I don't think I'm insulting anybody when I say when we talk about minor league baseball, people don't go to minor league baseball games with stakes. People right. go to minor league baseball games for the experience, be, for the experience to be entertained, which is why the Durham Bulls Athletic Park is one of the best in the country because they do all the little things you need to have a really great experience, not just from individuals or families that are going, but groups too, like my Junior Canes team, right? We had a team building event, and one of the first things we did before the season started was we went to a Durham Bulls game, and everybody's hanging out. They got it catered. I mean, it's top class. It's top class, man. It's really great stuff. But again, the kids weren't there to watch a baseball game. No. The kids were there to eat, get some merch, and at the end, hopefully, get some ice cream, and then go blow off some steam. For the most part, there's a very small percentage of people who go to those games for the purposes of watching baseball. Nobody goes for the for that purpose. I would argue that the Carolina Hurricanes went through that for a long time too. That essentially was viewed as an entertainment product, not exactly stakes. Of course, that was when they weren't making the playoffs. That has shifted over time. And to wrap up the point about young people, what is the one thing that young people do not want to do? Spend money. They don't want to spend money, number one, because they don't have money, by the way. Most of their money is being spent on just being able to live downtown in the first place. And any discretionary income goes to, you know, going out to dinner or whatever it is. But also, how many... How many studies do I have to present to you that young people just don't give a shit about sports? Sports, Yeah. So yes, you put the baseball stadium downtown. Ah, the young, you build it, they will come. Will they? They're having a hard enough time getting young people to watch it on TV. And now you want well, them to- There's a difference though. Now you want them to drop hundreds of dollars to go yeah. see a baseball game on a random Wednesday night? Like I'm not, I, I just, it's, it's a hard sell for me, but I'm not going to knock it. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. As we referenced earlier, um, Breeze Through doing big things, and they got big things for you too, like the lifetime refills. Shout, shout out to Travis Quinn, by the way, PA voice for the for the Wolfpack at Carter Finley Stadium. He has one of those, and he brought it up to the press box to get things fueled up for a Friday Ooh, this past Friday night. Piping hot, dark roast. Hell yeah, man! Keep that energy up. Also, big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Usually when we do OG mixtapes and we have to do another round of those, we have gift cards for that kind of stuff. Uh, so you can go pick up those signature steak tips. The chicken's phenomenal. They got great hot dogs and burgers, wings, sandwiches as well. The steak and cheese is money. Don't forget about those sandwiches. So we appreciate Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. I'm going to get to something in a second, but I have a Hey Joe for you. Okay. Joe. Why is Urban Meyer trending? Yeah. 
I there's no way he takes the Michigan State job. I think that's just and I could tell stuff. you I could tell you with confidence why. Okay. The dude just wants to be on third base. Okay. <laughs> Michigan State is not he, third he's base. He's got no he's got no interest no. in jobs that aren't. Oh, hey, look, hey, go to Florida. We can win the national championship a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, go to Ohio State. Right, blah blah blah. You win the championship. Yep. Yep. Um. Hey, you know, I've always wanted to coach in the NFL. And he gets to the NFL, and what did he realize? Uh oh, <laughs> everyone has the same talent here, which means I actually have to out coach someone. Yeah, that's not gonna something work for me. I'm not capable of doing. <laughs> not gonna work. So for he's me. not gonna go to Michigan State, where you're gonna have to now be Ohio State and Michigan mm-hmm. in the same year. I don't think so. No, no. All right. So the fair is next week. Yes. Monday, we are going to, or at least I am going to the NC State Fair Media Day to try some of these foods. This morning, you just heard that ding. You heard the email ding, which sometimes I forget to close my email app out. But it's important that I heard the ding today because when I looked down at my screen, like, damn it, I left my email open. (gasps) Wait a minute. It's the email I've been waiting for. The actual lineup? The lineup of the new food at the NC State Fair. Can I still respond? Yeah. Okay, good. Or you can just be my plus one. I don't know. So let's see. Another food truck's got something called Hot Chicken Smash, Dirty Mac, Hot Mac, Dirty Nachos. All that looks like hangover food to me. I'm in. Absolutely in. They also have Little Locas Empanadas, which I'm intrigued by from Arepa Loca. We have a taste of vegan. Eh, no offense. I'm not going to go try for that. Bacon, mac and cheese Sunday. Excuse I'm me? sorry. That looks like it's, hold on, let me zoom and enhance. Oh, I have this email too. Zoom and enhance. That looks like some sort of croissant with mac and cheese on it with bacon. That looks phenomenal. That looks phenomenal. I'd be intrigued by that. Deep fried uh, gimbap, Korean sushi roll. I'm in. A Korean Korean barbecue rolled in seaweed and rice and then deep fried on a stick? Yes. Let's freaking go. I'm in. Candied apples, get that out of here. Deep fried cinnamon apple bread pudding bites. I'm in. Politician fries. French fries covered in cheese and full of fried bologna. <laughs> Get it? Get it? See, ostrich smash burger. This is where they start losing me a little bit when they just start throwing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> the morning after stuffed leg. Like, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Where did you see? Giant turkey leg stuffed with cheese, eggs, tots drizzled and it's like wait a minute no oh what is this look at this bacon wrapped candied jalapeno pimento cheese sandwich again trying too hard i need absolutely not i need steak bombs gourmet tacos pocket stuffed tortillas mac and cheese tornado fries seasoned and loaded with fish oh my goodness let's go dill pickle donut joe deep fried ribs I'm in, I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> no whole pickles. I don't know about that. No, no. Uh, what else we got here? Okay, the morning after stuffed leg, giant turkey leg stuffed with cheese, eggs, and potato tots, <laughs> drizzled with lime crema, your favorite fruit jam, or smoked turkey breast breakfast gravy. Yeah, that's definitely the morning after. You're going Sunday morning hungover to try that no. out. No, no, mm-hmm. not doing that. No, I, I gotta like, first of all, I gotta respond here. Stimulus edition of the morning after roll. Egg roll. Let's see. We got the walking walking tachos, the crazy Italian savory funnel cake, homemade battered, seasoned with Italian seasoning, deep fried, topped with homemade marinara sauce, melted Italian blend of cheeses, topped with either a homemade meatball or pepperoni. I'm in. 
pulled pork mac and cheese Danish from La Farm? How freaking yes. Those deep fried, those deep fried ribs look like a stomach ache. Not going to lie. The slop bucket. No, 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 no. no. You're no on the slop bucket. Uh, no, I'm just going to let you handle this. Wait, you're going to let me handle all these things? You're, you're in charge. All right. That's fair. I'm trying to think, man, they got so much food. Good Lord. So much freaking food, man. I'm not going to be able, they're not going to have all this at the media day. No, they do. They have all those tables set up. Yeah, but they're not going to bring all of these foods. Yeah, they will. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Chicharron on a stick. Hell yes. What is it about putting something on a stick? It's about the fair, man. Okay. Pumpkin spice tea. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oreo brownie blast. Uh, What else we got? Okay. That's it. Anyway, there's your, there's your state fair preview. I cannot wait to try whatever they have available on Monday. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. I'm going to start fasting now to prepare myself for Monday, but we will see you Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.